No man who had once seen she unveiled, and heard the music of her voice, and drunk in the bitter wisdom of her words, would willingly give up the sight for a whole sea of placid joys. How much more, then, was this likely to be so when, as in Leo's case, to put myself out of the question, this extraordinary creature declared her utter and absolute devotion and gave what appeared to be proofs of its having lasted for some two thousand years. No doubt she was a wicked person, and no doubt she had murdered Ustane when she stood in her path. But then she was very faithful, and by a law of nature man is apt to think but lightly of a woman's crimes, especially if that woman be beautiful, and the crime be committed for the love of him. And then for the rest. When had such a chance ever come to a man before as that which now lay in Leo's hand? True, in uniting himself to this dread woman, he would place his life under the influence of a mysterious creature of evil tendencies, but then that would be likely enough to happen to him in any ordinary marriage. On the other hand, however, No ordinary marriage could bring him such awful beauty, for awful is the only word that can describe it, such divine devotion, such wisdom, and command over the secrets of nature, and the place and power that they must win, or lastly, the royal crown of unending youth, if indeed she could give that. No, on the whole, it is not wonderful— that though Leo was plunged in bitter shame and grief, such as any gentleman would have felt under the circumstances, he was not ready to entertain the idea of running away from his extraordinary fortune. After some months of consideration of this statement, I am bound to confess that I am not quite satisfied of its truth. It is perfectly true that Asia committed a murder, but I shrewdly suspect that, were he endowed with the same absolute power, and if we had the same tremendous interest at stake, we would be very apt to do likewise under parallel circumstances. Also, it must be remembered that she looked on it as an execution for disobedience, under a system which made the slightest disobedience punishable by death. Putting aside this question of the murder— her evil-doing resolves itself into the expression of views and the acknowledgment of motives which are contrary to our preaching, if not to our practice. Now at first sight this might be fairly taken as a proof of an evil nature, but when we come to consider the great antiquity of the individual, it becomes doubtful if it was anything more than the natural cynicism which arises from age and bitter experience— and the possession of extraordinary powers of observation. It is a well-known fact that very often, putting the period of boyhood out of the question, the older we grow, the more cynical and hardened we get. Indeed, many of us are only saved by timely death from utter moral petrification, if not moral corruption. No one will deny that a young man is on the average better than an old one, for he is without that experience of the order of things that in certain thoughtful dispositions can hardly fail to produce cynicism, and that disregard of acknowledged methods and established custom which we call 
evil. Now the oldest man on earth was but a babe compared to Asha, and the wisest man upon the earth was not one-third as wise. And the fruit of her wisdom was this, that there was but one thing worth living for, and that was love in its highest sense. And to gain that good thing, she was not prepared to stop at trifles. This is really the sum of her evil doings, and it must be remembered, on the other hand, that whatever may be thought of them, she had some virtues developed to a degree very uncommon in either sex. Constancy, for instance. My own opinion is that he would have been mad if he had done so. But then I confess that my statement on the matter must be accepted with qualifications. I am in love with Asia myself to this day, and I would rather have been the object of her affection for one short week than that of any other woman in the world for a whole lifetime. And let me add that if anybody who doubts this statement and thinks me foolish for making it could have seen Asia draw her veil and flash out in beauty on his gaze, his view would exactly coincide with my own. Of course, I am speaking of any man. We never had the advantage of a lady's opinion of Asia, but I think it quite possible that she would have regarded the queen with dislike, would have expressed her disapproval in some more or less pointed manner, and ultimately have got herself blasted.